So, welcome to the Persis Podcast. This is the first of hopefully many podcasts. We're starting off with, with one a month, and we may accelerate that to every second week or every week, depends on what the appetite is. My name is Stephen McCann. I am the director of Persis, and I'm here with... Hi, my name is Matthias, and I'm the health and safety advisor for Persis. I'm Neil Montgomery, Principal Designer, CDM Work. I'm Dean Cool, I'm Project Manager working for Perseus. Okay, a um, couple of things we're going to cover today on this podcast. Um, we're going to have a discussion on the things that covered in the newsletter, uh, the monthly newsletter that comes out, hopefully you all read it. A couple of things which are going on in Perseus this month. Uh, Moving forward, hopefully we'll have discussions about various health and safety topics, issues, and answer any questions that you guys pose to us. So send something in. We'll have a discussion around it, something that's kind of getting on you. We'll try and get to the bottom of it. As long as it's not too urgent, then it can wait to the end of the month. What's been happening with Persis this month? We have a new project kicking off at Benriac, the bottling plant owned by Brown Foreman, of which Dean is the new project manager there. Uh, Neil did the principal designer work um, in the run-up to Christmas. Uh, we started boots on the ground on the 6th of January. It's quite a major contract. Uh, we'll have a, probably a discussion about that more in depth later on. We have client news. Howard Stott, one of our clients, won the World Demolition Award, the new entrant award, and they were also shortlisted for the contractor of the year sorry, contract of the year under $1 million. We had a huge amount of input in that contract. We got brought in to see it was a, a fire at the Echo Arena car park in Liverpool. We got called down as part of the emergency team. We did a report on the, the contract, the condition, the structure. We had several meetings with structural engineers. Actually, one of the structural engineers that built it, the client, Wilmot Dixon, and members of the Liverpool Mayor's Office uh, contract was awarded to Howard Stott and he did a fantastic job. It's very, very dangerous. Several high-level high collapses, top to bottom, all the way through the zones. It was a really, really dangerous job. Uh, they finished it, no hitches, absolutely perfect and rightfully won an award. So you can only say, say we're really, really happy that Persis had an involvement. We actually partnered through everything from the phasing to the methodology of which Matt did 3D modeling for, spent a huge amount of time building that to absolutely, absolutely to scale. So I'm very, very proud that we had an involvement in that. You can see that on the website if you want. Yeah, um, uh, under the persis.org.uk, go through the sections and it's in a <coughs> uh, contracts or... or yeah, we've got a couple sorry. of case studies up there yeah. for you to have a look at. Courses we've got coming, Matt? You want to come uh, yeah, we've got a couple of courses running this week, one of which are the DRL course in Birmingham, uh, non-licensed asbestos removal in Manchester, and I myself will be in Long Gannett Power Station doing the demolition labourer at the middle of the week. We also have a few courses in the Shetlands, uh, for example, Topman, Fire Marshal, Banksman, uh, etc., and a non-licensed asbestos removal refresher and the central of Scotland. We've got stuff happening next month in Wales, Northern Ireland, England, Scotland. This almost sounds like a joke, doesn't it? Uh, 
and you know, can't do any courses in London up and down the place. So we're very, very busy from a training perspective. You can always be busier, guys. Always be busier. You can see the full list of, of our courses on, on the website. Yeah. And we also encourage you to like and subscribe yeah. our Parsis podcast and various social social media accounts. And email Dave Betts for all of your training needs. Cool. Right, I suppose we can have some proper chat now. <laughs> I think I've done enough monotone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could say something about the current CDM work that's on. Yeah. In the last um, 18 months, we've completed successfully about 170, 180 projects. Wow. Right now, we've got 22 active projects, ranging from uh, domestic new builds, some industrial and commercial refurbishments up to really, really high-risk demolition projects right in the centre of London. So it's a broad range of, of, of work that we've got on with CDM. And, and I find it absolutely fascinating. It's incredible. Mix of interpreting, interpretation of the law and also just looking at how people function in the, in the spaces that they're working in. And uh, I think people should be paying much more attention to how CDM 2015 has changed the landscape of uh, work with health and safety. And I suppose we're beginning to pick up on it now, but it's taken a long time for people to catch on. And even still, five. folk are referring to, you know, old... 2007. Yeah, yeah, it's just incredible the way... Five years and they still haven't got the memory. How long it takes, exactly. It takes ages to really build that up. Uh, 22 active at the minute. All I'm hearing here is these guys have just got to up their game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you start pulling your weight, boys. And these guys doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> so have you found a lot of confusion between the 2007 and 2015 CDM? Yeah, I think so. I think um, um, one of the things, for it, the three big things that happened with 2015 was that um, a CDM a coordinator was dropped and principal designer was brought in, which is a much more important role. Mm -hmm. And people really haven't quite caught up with the the importance of having a principal designer on board. Uh, the other thing was um, welfare. And uh, welfare was kind of in the background previously, and now it's really up there. It's such an important thing that they put a whole new sh whole schedule towards what they expect from welfare. And right now, I have to say, if your welfare is bad, HSE is going to absolutely hammer you. Mm -hmm. The contractor gets hammered and the client gets hammered. So uh, it's something that's it's not worth penny-pinching. And it really <coughs> is penny-pinching with welfare, you know? Mm -hmm. why, why can't you provide fresh drinking water for your guys, you know, give them a place to relax? Mm -hmm. It's not nothing compared to the big budgets we're talking about. So drinking water is essential. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, all these things in, in welfare are really essential. The other uh, thing was the um, uh, what was the third thing I was going to talk about? It was the welfare. There was the um, principal designer. I think it's worth mentioning here that we have advisory papers on things like CDM yeah. on yeah. on on our website, yeah. Yeah. which you could visit at purses.org.uk. We also have a list of all the courses and all the services that we that we provide and if you want you can find a bit more about our staff up there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 
absolutely. On the on our um, newsletter, uh, one of the articles: roofing company boss who forges signature of dead employee is jailed for two years. Reading through that, one of the things he was charged with, he was found guilty of breaching Reg 15.2 of CDM. It was 12 grand for that and 33 grand costs. A £45,000 incentive right there just to read your regs, listen to your principal designer. Goodness sake, yeah, yeah. And you just just follow what you're doing. 45 grand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay, that's a huge amount of money to me. Yeah. I'm sure some of the people listening, it's uh, maybe a Saturday shift or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not massive. I have no idea. Yeah. And people are getting fined. Not, it, they're getting fined for the quality of their welfare work um, yeah. facilities. It's not just that they've not got it. They've maybe provided welfare facilities, but they're an absolute mess, you know. They're, they're a health risk in themselves, some of these well, it's welfare human rights. facility like guys, cabins, that, yeah, yeah. guys need a toilet, yeah, you know. Yeah. They need a place the to other thing I was going to mention was that the... There was a strong sense that principal designer was just dropped at the point of uh, the construction phase. So they, they did all the work up to there and then it was just abandoned. Mm, not and a there's a certain sense now amongst the, you know, reading between the lines that they want the principal designer to stay there in the background, keep an eye on things. and They do. They, yeah, that's absolutely right. They do take mm-hmm. on an advisory role. So while the principal designer role essentially is taken over by the principal contractor. Yeah. He still has to take over an advisory role. Yeah. And that we're seeing that, especially Absolutely. in the London sites, we're seeing yeah, more and yeah. more often you're through right to the end of it. Yeah, the clients want it, don't they? The client want to have that confidence. Client wants it, but through. also they need to make sure that the site, the safety file is completed correctly. So yeah, yeah. It, there is very, very much a drive for a specialist to interpret and make sure it guides the client yeah. correctly. Yeah. 100%. Um, what else have we got in our newsletter? You all read the newsletter, guys? Yeah, this is your, <laughs> this is the stuff that you guys send in at the end of every month. And Zita goes mental and goes, "Where is it?" Now you have a, a, a reason to be in on time. You can hardly see the newsletter. Who, who's, who's printed this? Out? Somebody, tiny, print, tiny somebody printed out in gallon font size this. ten, so that would be me. <laughs> um, Construction company fined half a million pounds after father of two was killed when a reinforced concrete slab collapsed underneath them during a demolition project. I remember this one. Yeah, I really do. This is about six years ago. Um, We do a fair amount of work with this contractor. Contractors McGee. Got to say, it's one of the premier contractors in London. McGee, very, very big. Mm -hmm. Guys are incredible. I've met Mr. McGee himself. Great firm, very, very professional. These things happen, you know. It's, it's, it's. I know it sounds quite flippant for me to say yeah, these things happen. It's a high-risk industry. You know, accidents happen all the time, and every time it does, it's newsworthy. What we got here, you know, five hundred thousand pound fine with sixty-six thousand pound costs. Another CDM breach, twenty-two. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, What's that off the top of my head? I think it's stability structures. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's uh, no, that's nineteen. I need to look up. I'm not going to embarrass myself any further now on a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, Andrew Verrell Withers. You remember him, Matt? You met him on site in London. One of the accident investigations we did. I want to met him down at the uh, the Docklands. He's yes. a very sharp guy, so 
whatever's happened there, you know, if it's caught McGee's out, it's fair to yeah. see, it's, yeah, probably would have caught a lot of people out. It's, yeah, yeah. Nobody goes to work in the morning looking to injure anybody, you know, it's just not how it works. No, that's right. But, you know, yeah. it, it becomes a very much a near jerk reaction yeah. to catch somebody on something. That's and it's right. big fines, it's big money. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's, a, it's a really. Uh, it looks like in this one too, they had all the kind of, all the theory in place. Yeah. And all the paperwork was written up correctly, but actually on site, they weren't following through. And it's one of the important things about having site audits, isn't it? To keep. Site audits are key time and time again. And that, that is, it, is it that they need third-party audits? Is it they need to audit themselves more thoroughly? Is it just a better chain of command? Very often you see, and it's, you know, no, I'm not kind of saying anything about McGee here. Um, just in general, you see an awful lot of the management do a great job at the pre-start. The guys on site do a fantastic job on site, but they're not the same. There's a disjointed kind of thought process. We see in asbestos all the time. <clears throat> Work plans are great, sketch plans, everything. The guys have got a different method and you just yeah. don't update. You know, it's, it's just a checks and measures. Make <coughs> sure you're updating. Make sure you're doing your, your process nice. audit as opposed to, you know, you don't have to check for your F10 every time. Yeah. You need to make sure your processes are accurate. And I, I think that's, I see that as a major failing, not just in the demolition industry, but construction and right across the board. Everything yeah. that CDM touches I see this as a major issue. Yeah. Um, anyway, we digress. I think we're... <laughs> <coughs> Let's have a look at uh, health and safety technology in the waste industry. TWS has built a human detector. I think I need them. Human detector? <laughs> a human detector. Solution designed to assist waste operatives in identifying whether someone is inside or has been taking shelter in a bin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Open the bin. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a huge amount of money there. <laughs> Actually, that is a, a proper health and safety thing. Environmental as well. I saw, saw something from Sweden today in the news where they're taking waste foods through like a high pressure pipeline, mm -hmm. pushing it through and it's going to have a, a power plant where it's been turned into energy. Wow. And the Swedish guys have got these IT centers and it's harvesting the, the heat from the computers, put it into the energy grid and help wow. them in the city. Yeah, these guys are cool. incredible, yeah. absolutely that's incredible. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are, checking a bin, see if anyone's yeah. sleeping in it. Tell you what, it could be really <laughs> hazardous if, if the guy's whacked in at the back of a load of asbestos. <laughs> if he has, he's got bigger fish yeah, to fry yeah. than the human exactly. detector. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get kind of glass recycling and paper and cardboard recycling. It could be a kind of human recycling. <laughs> <thing as well. laughs> this, this one goes straight to the Soiling Green Factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Oh, back onto the one with um, roofing company boss who forges signature of dead employee and jailed for two years. I don't know if you've read that one. I, I don't know who sent that one in. It was possibly Edo or Yvette or somebody yeah, sent that one in. Yeah, saw that other night. Um, experts in the field assessed the site after Drake's fall and advised netting was necessary. Um, netting would have cost about £1,250 to safely install. And then the guy copied his signature on a risk assessment to make, to make it appear that he'd agreed on procedures. Mm-hmm. It's a 55 grand project, 1,250 quid. Proportionately, is expensive. 
the guy's died, man. Mm-hmm. You know, is if if you can't price a job correctly to get the right things in place, maybe you shouldn't be doing a job. Maybe Correct. you're not truly competent, but to then go and forge the guy's signature yeah. to make it look like you've done your job properly. How about that's, that's low? How about you just do the job right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's not it's not a difficult thing. Hundred grand. Consultants will uh, find a hundred thousand pounds plus thirty thousand costs. It's a fifty-five grand project, a hundred thirty thousand pound fine. That's proportionate, isn't it? Mm. You know, if that's not an incentive to spend five minutes, and do your inductions, get your risk assessment signed off, speak to the guys, yeah. got a duty, make sure that they're safe and happy. Just thinking skill. about it, yeah. yeah. And falls from height, of course, are still. One of the biggest uh, number one cause of death. Problems, yeah. Absolutely, you know. It, any that's the thing. Every time it's high risk, do the job right. Take mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah. You know, for all in the wide scheme of things, it's nothing proportionately. Right. Nothing. If you don't prepare, be prepared to fail. Yes, yeah. that's the right one. Right. Uh, Colin Confusion sees new skills cards refused on sites. I've got one of them printed out, man. Yeah. Um, Holders of of new plant scale skills cards are being turned away from sites because of confusion over the new color scheme. Color scheme. That kind of goes back to the to the CDM. What? Well, here it is here. What Neil was talking about the confusion between the old and the new and system. The new, yeah. I can print them out. Well, I, sorry, I took a print out. Um. So here they are. Uh, the new ones above. So this is the new card scheme yeah. and the old card scheme. So this it's is, uh, kind of full background colour rather than just a little band, isn't it? So I, I, I'm, I fail to see how there's an issue with the colour scheme. That one's red, that yeah. one's red. Yeah. I'm colour blind. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I, I don't know. That's crazy. There was a thing that that went on with the hard hats as well, wasn't there? The, Colours yeah. of hard hats on site. Which hard hat is one? Who should wear a white one and who should wear a green one? You wear white if you're manager, you wear green if you're first aider, yeah. you wear red if you're on fire or something, mm-hmm. I can't remember. <laughs> you wear black if you're a Jedi. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah I forgot yeah. about the Jedi colour. <laughs> you get different high vis if you're Jedi, you got black one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the site managers are kind of Jedi anyway, aren't they? I think, to be honest, the issue with the cards are they said, especially the demolition one, it was very, very clear. They had uh, green cards, blue cards, gold, silver, mm-hmm. black, and all the cards started off as red until they got the NVQ. Mm-hmm. Then the NVQ, so it became trained operative, just like that. Or so, mm-hmm. all joking aside, it's just simply the same card just has failed to get the yeah. NVQ um, qualification. Okay. So there's not much of a difference. It's still the same card. It's just a temporary card until the guy gets qualified. The qualifications are driven, again, it's a drive from CDM. Mm -hmm. It's not the training providers. It's not the CPCS game. It's uh, it's driven literally from from Mm -hmm. CDM. It says it very clearly in it. Qualifications, you shouldn't rely on a card. You should rely on the NVQ or SVQ. Yeah, in fact, that was the third thing I was going to mention about CDM. The big change in 215 was removing competency from from the language so that... um, you had to make sure that your guys were 
were able to do the job properly and didn't just have a card that said they could do the job properly. Yeah, yeah you have to now demonstrate skills, knowledge and experience. And experience, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I don't know how difficult that is. But I remember in the, the 90s trying to get your first job in a chip shop. You got experience? No. We're going to get some. How? Mm. I can't get any because I have none. It comes a chicken and egg issue. Uh, you have yeah. to have the skills, knowledge, and experience. So people, people yeah, I understand people need to take a, a risk, but it will stop I think people. It, I think it's good that they've got that because I've seen the Nicky some houses that have been built, and uh, these are supposed to be qualified people that have done them, like and, mine. Uh, like yeah. wow, <laughs> really? <laughs> you, you see the issue I've got with mine at the minute. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll gamble right now. There's never been a tradesman on that site. <coughs> you know, there's brickies of misfire protection. There's, there's leakage. Two-year-old house with leakage yeah. in it. It's insanity. My friend's house, Persimmon's house, um, they landscaped it up past the vents, past the damp course. I mean, just landscape past the damp course and go, whoa, yeah. why'd your damp get in? No wonder. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. these are tradesmen. No dwines in the walls. Just You could push the walls. You, you get somebody comes in uh, who's a, a labourer to a brickie, you know, carrying a hod on one side. You get a sign up <laughs> over the road going, brickie's wanted the next day. He's a time-served brickie. Right. And he's never seen a plumb line in his life. Like, oh, what were you building up there? I think you want to get a job in between the Mexico border because <laughs> you've been doing a job here. It's insane. Yeah. Supply and demand, isn't it? People, people just want... That's right. And the, one of the problems they were fighting against was um, people just uh, paying money to get their cards. No training at all. Just hand over the cash and there's your card. We have had some competition of Persis that was, uh, was doing that. Yeah. Um, but... No, well, I think reputable trainers like Persis are really important and obviously a valuable part of the industry. But cutting away at these um, cowboys that were just printing money really was yeah, an important move. It's in the news constantly with CITB. How many yeah. people get caught just becomes a card printing factory. Yeah. And that's that's why the training providers get audited. You know, we get audits from CITB, National Demolition Training Group, uh, well, CITB, I think, Site Safety Plus, UCATA. We've mm. we've got a UCATA audit coming up. Mm. So they sit on the course, make sure you're delivering it. They'll do it with the National Demolition Training Group. These guys will just turn up out of the blue. You're halfway through a course. Mm. Their head trainer guy, Ian Kirk, just walk right in, sit down with a notepad yeah. and critique mm -hmm. you, which audit is fantastic. It's, it's, what, it's what we want. We do yeah. our, own, our, our own. So if they can't get to us within a month, we'll just run our own. Yeah. Uh, so that you need these checks and measures to demonstrate that you're doing it right. Uh, and that stops you coming under the microscope and the people around you do it wrong. No? The rules are, are very strict. But imagine imagine just your normal road. If there wasn't police, what, what, what would the road be like? Be uh, if there wasn't spot checks or speed cameras? Be carnage. I yeah. speed cameras. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speed cameras. You need to get rid of those things. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go down that avenue. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's ignore that. Let's keep this clean. <laughs> <laughs> On the, actually, on the, the, the training side with you, with you, Kata, we have we do have our audit coming up shortly. Um, mm -hmm. We also have an advert. First time I've ever decided to do an advertisement for for the company, oh. and we're actually running an advertisement because we're a Yukata asbestos awareness trainer mm -hmm. 
through one of the electrical magazines. So if I need to go over a couple of okay. um, things to do that, but right, yeah, we're actually running running a, a mm. an advert via electrical magazine for yeah. for asbestos awareness because we're Yukata, so Yukata really yeah. take it serious. Uh, but it's well, we said fall from heights is the biggest cause of fatal injuries. Mm. Safety perspective, what's a hundred and something a year? Mm. We have, what's it, nearly it's 5,000 roughly a year dying of asbestos. Mm. So proportionately, it's, it's yeah, yeah. completely off the scale. So, yes, yeah, I, I thought it was important enough uh, that decided, yeah, we'll take, a, take an advert. It's fine for demolition, fine for construction. We know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But it's the electricians and the plumbers and these guys that go in and don't realise that they, yeah, they're yeah. facing the stuff day in and day out. Yeah. Well, they're getting the best man in the country for asbestos if they come to Perses, or, or they can come to us, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite amazing where asbestos is found as well. It's uh, it's quite alarming. Um, you didn't realise just How exactly. widespread it is. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's in things that you wouldn't think it's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really quite a, mm -hmm. a scary substance. Yeah, I think it's a big eye opener for some people. From from our experience, from what I've been teaching, a lot of people just kind of scratch their head and go, "Wow, yeah, I didn't realize." I'm sure there was asbestos stuff there. I think the worst, worst, worst of it is when it when it comes to the section when you have pictures of asbestos containing materials. Yeah, and yeah. they go, "I think I've cut through it." <laughs> That looks like the toilet I was in yeah. in the way in here. Yeah, yeah it does, doesn't And it? then all the scare stories from, from tradesmen from 20 years ago talking oh, about how they just, you know, they, they were mind. almost eaten every day. It was like straightforward. Yeah. We used to play snowball fights. Yeah. Yeah. And why have you got lung cancer? Yeah. I, wonder, I wonder why that is. A friend of mine was just telling me the other night there, he's like, the, the white asbestos CDM board. says, He's cut it from garage roofs before. No dust mask, so no, still so. saw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get in there. Yeah, hand it so. right back to the hire company. Don't crack a light. Yeah. <laughs> Contaminated. <laughs> wonder, crack on. Wonder why the next guy's coughing his lungs up. What oh, was that used for? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah, we used all the water suppression. Absolutely. But I think in time, we've, we've all been exposed to it. It's uh, it's really quite alarming. Yeah. There was there was a thing they used to say back when it was in break. Uh, the brake shoes, you could inhale more asbestos fiber at a busy junction in any street, any city centre, wow. than you would if you were working with it in, in controlled circumstances, because mm -hmm. it was just con constantly airborne. Yeah. yeah. Glad yeah. to see we've slightly moved away from that. Mm. Yeah, let's not use asbestos brakes anymore. Who thought that would be a great idea? So what's the compound that's used in brakes now, brake pads? Um, I have, I'll be honest, I have no idea. Yeah. I know I know if it, you buy like one of these super fast Porsches or something, it's <laughs> some carbon ceramic. Yeah. I'm sure if it's in India... Just as long as there's no asbestos, it'll be fine. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, in, in India, some parts that I, I remember getting sent an email maybe a couple of years ago that some manufacturer was still using it or from an wow. industrial one. I don't know if it's true or if it's just one of these scare stories. You know, I didn't get it from... The horse's mouth, just a stable boy, so I'm not 100% <laughs> yeah, sure, right. but oh, it did have a, a packaging with a Spessis logo on it. So, mm -hmm. it, it, But that's not to say Photoshop doesn't happen. <laughs> so, um, the fingers were now, isn't it? Fingers that were chopped off. 
fingers one. That's Dean. Yeah. That's that's your that's, that's me. Your, your territory. Yeah. Uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fingers one? Uh, workers' fingers amputated after hand crushed in a machine. Wow. Blockage of sand in a molding machine using a lengthy metal rod. That sounds like we're lacking a safe system on work right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, it sounds like looks like it's not they've not been cleaning the thing properly, you know. The blockage clearance was required. That wasn't happening. But that's just so important, isn't it? The maintenance of equipment for health and safety, you know, keeping the equipment Keep it in good order. Maintained. It's yeah. Speaking after the hearing, HSC Inspector David Keane, if suitable safe system of work had been in place prior to the incident, the life-changing injuries sustained by the employee could have been prevented. Yeah. Looks like he's pointing the finger there. And it's because people get lax as well. <laughs> um, should be following the right procedures, <laughs> but people get lax and they think they get a bit overconfident. I could do this in my sleep and next minute you get sucked into a press or, or worse. <laughs> Uh, the amount of stuff I get through what's that WhatsApp with yeah. these constant injuries yeah yeah it's just a I suppose what you call a brain fart something oh, you just switch make a mistake I've only, went through a crusher um, I've only had one real fright since I lost my finger and uh, I was working a printing press where you had to clean a nip roller kept the tension in the press mm -hmm. had a rubber marigold on at the time and uh, I put the machine on on jog well, it caught the it caught the fingertip of the glove, and I had to pull back and and like really get my hand out of there. But my heart was thumping because <laughs> I just thought if that had just went on to run, I would have been through the press. So, uh, gave me a real fright. So I never ever done that again. <laughs> That's why you need a safe system of work. Oh, definitely. I've seen it many many times. You you go and do a risk assessment, look at a piece of equipment, go and do a quick risk assessment. Before I write this down, go and grab me the operator. What's dodgy? That's a key word. What's dodgy about that? Mm -hmm. Well, if you stand on this and do that, you'll lose your fingers. All right, let's add that to that risk assessment. <laughs> don't do this. Yeah, safe system will work. Don't, that thing that seems really dangerous, don't do that thing that seems really dangerous. Yep. Number one. If it looks dodgy, it usually is. There's usually a big red button that turns it off. <laughs> Press that, then do your mandatory maintenance. Um, or where's the guard? Hmm? Where is the guard for the equipment? Many times yeah. you see the guard taken off. What's, yeah. that, what's that trip hazard? Oh, that trip hazard is the guard for the machine. Yeah. Well, there's two risks now, oh, isn't it? Guard, yes. It was getting in the way, yes. <laughs> well, how many times I've seen a four-inch grinder with a guard off with a, with a thin two-millimeter blade cutting steel. These things just fractured in a heartbeat. like, And, and these guys are... Nuts. That's a classic injury. Recipe People lose eyes. Disaster, yeah. 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 Many times you see now somebody comes to us, but what's happened? I've lost a finger, or I've lost a f an eye, or I've got a bit of my face missing. Well, yeah. I mean, took the guard off the bench, the, the grinder, <laughs> yeah. bench grinder, angle grinder, whatever kind of high speed tool it is, and I've lost a appendage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm the shocked. Yeah. Never seen that before. When was the last time you saw that? Last Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> see another one next week. It's as common as you like. You go to. Um, What's it, St. John's uh, Hospital in Livingston? Go and ask him how many times he treats somebody with amputated fingers yeah. every week. Yeah. But one a week. Then 
Nine a week, then eight a week. Grinders are great when you can use them properly. Uh, yeah. You ever had a burn for a grinder? Like it's actually yeah. my, my my uncle we were fixing up a, a project and uh the grinder slipped into his leg and uh it actually clotterized the wound as it went. So it was a really deep tissue wound, wow. but it never bled. And over the weeks, it just kept on really getting really painful. Eh? And he had to go into hospital and they had to lance it for it to let the let the blood come out oh, because it, it just it was such a horrible wound. Eh? Um, I have seen and it. I was him trying to concentrate on what he was doing. Eh? I've seen it with some clean amputations. So Fingers go through like a, a bench saw. Yeah. And there's very little blood. Yeah. It cuts right through and the, the blood vessels and arteries just shut. Yeah. So you get a spurt of blood, but not a lot. It's different if you sever through mm -hmm. and then it keeps trying to pump out. Yeah, yeah but if it it's cuts, a course. cuts clean. It's, yeah. it's, 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 sometimes it just pours, but I've seen <laughs> it where there's very little blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, should it's have had you got blood there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we've made it to the end of the, the the list, haven't we? We made it to the end of the the yeah. newsletter list. Um, yeah, I suppose future podcasts are maybe going to have a a clearer focus to them, aren't they? They're going to be more. I think yeah, we've kind of sped on a little bit here. Covered to, lots of different things because yeah, it's the first one we need to cover introductions. Yeah. Um, use of all told me to stop talking as much, so. <laughs> I, I, I need that now as part of the record hopeless. here. We know that's a hopeless yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll have some questions from whoever's listening. Maybe we'll yeah, have some, yeah, they maybe might we'll be some guests. Some... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to have a guest. I've got a couple of people I've been speaking with uh, for next week. So we'll, or sorry, next month we'll have yeah. a, a couple of guests in, um, either clients of Persis or other safety people. So we'll have... Yeah. An opportunity to bring people in and say, okay, what's what's your experience? Is there any any specific topics you want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I don't Excellent. know. I think I think it'll be a. I think it'll be interesting. We change it up as well from the the people within Persis for yep. the podcast. So yeah. there's there's what well, we can take in us. calls and things, can't we? To record a call from someone. Yeah, it's, it's somebody's got a specific question. Yeah. You know why. Can't think of any at the top of my head. I've been asked recently that I want to air, but if he gets asked a question and we're able to discuss it, um, yeah. they, is able to wait a month. I suppose that's other thing because there'll be questions that we get asked um, specifically that we'll, we'll need to deal with right away. So, yeah. um, but I think there's a couple of good subjects. I know we've had some conversations on fire safety recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a couple on asbestos. So I'm sure we get one yeah. of those guys up. Got some conversations. And CDM stuff, quite a lot of questions recently on what to do when there's um, there are different projects on the same site. Yeah. So it's, it's more complicated than just a straightforward contractor, subcontractor thing. And it's really, really difficult to figure it out sometimes. Coordination. And there's a lot of resistance, you know, um, a contractor doesn't want to take on another subcontractor if they don't have to, so. That kind of thing is an interesting one to look at and talk about because you get some of them which is butt heads as well. You know, I yeah. I want to be the boss on this site and I want to be the boss on that site. Lose your ego. Stop trying to be the boss That's and right. do a job. That's it's right. simple. 
Yeah. You know, it's bit, it's it. You you often get that. I've, you know, and I've been I have been guilty of that myself. You know, I'm not Never. doing that. I know it's hard to believe, <laughs> but I have had that in the past. <laughs> Once I, I remember it, it was a it was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was a real Wednesday. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I think. Uh, I think tell people to... how to get back in touch and, yeah. and sign up and yeah, I think we'll tie up subscribe there, so. from whichever. Can I ask you guys to like and subscribe? Yeah, like and subscribe to Persis Podcast. And there was some other social media stuff. Um, we have an Instagram page. Persis. Sure, we're on Persis YouTube. This will go on YouTube, Spotify, a few other ones. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, and of course, the website as well. If you go to the website, persis.org.uk, then you'll find the stuff.